When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, but joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Dawson himself. Pete, how you doing? What's going on? A very good morning to you, Christopher. It is eight o'clock here in Leon Sea, South End, and I am pleased to announce that arriving today will be something I've been waiting for for a very long time. No, not my imported Japanese uh, uh, car. A sense of self-worth? No, that's that's been ah. promised for, for for a very long time, uh, but will never arrive. I think DPD have got it. Um, they threw it over my fence some years ago. It got stolen. Um, I am about to receive today a nail gun. Oh God, Chris, what the f- a nail gun. If you Why? want two things nailed together very quickly with a satisfying thump, I can do that for you for a small fee. I am now. Yeah or will be this afternoon the owner of a gosh darn nail gun, and I'm excited. Sounds like you're bracing yourself for the zombie apocalypse, Pete. Well, nail guns are, are if, the key if to the zombies. If the zombies want me to uh, attach two very thin bits of plywood together, I'll be able to do so. <laughs> Maybe I'll become their king. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear, dear, dear. I've, I think I've, I've never used a nail gun. Is it quite, is it quite fun? I don't know. I've like never used a nail gun. We'll, we'll, see how we, we'll see how we go, shall we? It's, um, I, I bought one it last depends week. depends what you're nailing. Yeah, I bought one last week, and I didn't realise it was like one of those air compressor guns, and I was like, ah, oh, that's that's not right. I can't use that. Um, I don't have an air compressor. So instead of buying an air compressor, because that's very much my direction of travel when I buy anything, it's very much the old woman who swallowed the fly, um, she swallows a fly, and then she swallows a spider, and then she swallows a mouse. So you know, whatever to uh, to, to to get them. To, you know, throwing bad money after good money after bad. Uh, and so um, instead, I just took it back and said, I'm just going to buy a proper electric one. So I'm very excited, Chris, that I'm going to be nailing all day. But you know, when you when when you've got a hammer in your hand, everything looks like a nail. When you've got a nail gun in your hand, you've only got the nails inside the nail gun. So very exciting times in Donaldson Shea Donaldson. <laughs> oh dear! It yep. kind of fits the uh, the narrative of Halloween, the horror of Halloween. Yes, the Ferrari, the Ferrari of nail guns, the Farage, the, the, the Nigel Farage of uh, Ferrari, uh, the, the, the true Farage. Halloween spirit, Nigel Farage. Um, Chris, what happened? So my mate, who I went to Halloween with, and I dressed as uh, um, one of the characters from Yakuza. 
like a, a few years ago in in Shibuya. Uh, I went with him, right. and he dressed as a weird sort of lion uh, man with a with a cool jacket on. And um, he Very went good. back this year. He, I didn't realize he was gone, but he went back with a friend and texted me. I'm in Japan. Where shall we go for uh, for, for Halloween and stuff? And so, like, I'm so hmm. excited that my love of you know Shibuya Shinjuku Halloween has rubbed off rubbed off on, on a man that uh, yeah took took his friend and and presumably that friend will take their friend to Halloween uh, in in, in <laughs> Japan. Uh, really mugging off the mayor of Shibuya once again. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I I've seen a lot of photos this year because obviously we talked about it the other week, didn't we? Like mm. uh, they're cracking down on Shibuya. Mm. There's no fun allowed this this year in Halloween. You can't eat or drink or walk in Shibuya. Yeah, and like there's some really like dystopian looking images of Shibuya Scramble Crossing mm. where they've sort of cordoned most of it off, and they've rather worryingly funneled everyone into this sort of like funnel of people mm. going around the side of the station. It looks a bit sketchy. Not going to lie, right. it doesn't look good. But they, yeah, they they sort of closed it off. Um, it seemed, to go, shame, really. a, it it seemed to go off without a hitch, though. It, uh, nobody obviously yeah. the, the, the consensus. It seems to be very much like they're using the tragedy in uh, Korea to possibly uh, mm. just get rid of a, a real pain in the bomb for a lot of the police in the uh, Shibuya district. I, I mean, I very much enjoyed um, Burger King in um, uh, in Shibuya doing that kind of video. Uh, they made like a, a like a zombie-based sort of like horror video kind of trailer, like a movie trailer, <laughs> didn't they? Um, really? Sort of saying, yeah, sort of saying, uh, don't come to um, Burger King in Shibuya over Halloween because it will be closed because we're not opening. And to be fair, Burger King and to a further extent McDonald's uh, on Shibuya <clears throat> on um, like Halloween sort of weekend. Uh, at about two o'clock in the morning, I think is the worst of Japan. <laughs> I think it really is. <laughs> it it's like Blackpool on a Saturday night. You know, it's just incredible. I mean, let's but... not go too far, Pete. No, let's sorry, far, uh, yeah, but, sorry, uh, very rude, uh, very rude of me. <laughs> I I learned a ridiculous stati- statistic the other day uh, that Burger King is actually the fastest growing burger chain in Japan. It makes ah. sense. I mean, I was, when I just before I left Sendai, they set up a Burger King, and I was like, no, mm. why didn't you set this up? The last five years I've been around here. Why now? Mm. Literally a few weeks before I leave. But <laughs> Burger King's growing in a way. Like my image of Burger King's not that good. I find whenever I go in, the customer service is always appalling. I don't know <laughs> if that's just maybe it's just me. Maybe they just don't like me. But like maybe I they find don't have the scale. Maybe they don't, they don't have the scale that, that McDonald's has uh, the foothold in Japan. So they're just kind of kind of feeling it out, mm. I suppose. But I do, I do like Burger King. Have always done quite interesting stuff in Japan, and also. I'm kind of taking it back to the Xbox 360 game um, Sneak King, where they made a video game with the, um, the 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 king, like the kind of resin, kind of figurine, kind of like um, mask thing that they wear right, um, right, right. To, to be the king. Um, and you had to sneak around and either steal people's burgers or give them a burger or something like that. I can't remember. But it was really macabre and, 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 and weird and strange and interesting. So um, I like what Burger King do. I love their burgers. Um, and I really like their chips as well. Everyone slags off the chips. I think they're one yeah, of the best good, chips on good. the high street. So, yeah. They're not McDonald's kids. I'm a Burger King guy. Good. Well, they were, the, they were the first place I ever had a um, uh, a meat-free burger, and it was a meat-free Whopper. It was really bloody good. Really bloody good. It is good, yeah. Well I remember then. I went to Kyoto with Charlotte, and we didn't go to, like, the Hirashi Bamboo Forest. We didn't mm. go to the Kiyomizadera Temple. We didn't go... Yeah. 
to the Fushimi Inari shrine. We went mm. to Burger King because <laughs> she was like, you've got to try this burger crust. It's fucking vegan burger or some shit. And yeah. I ate it. And I was like, oh, actually, it's quite good. This Probably reminds her of uh, growing up in New York by the sounds of that accent. <laughs> <laughs> I have got a lot of work to do on uh, Naomi <laughs> accent. But yeah, the burger was good. Next time in Kyoto, yeah. I'll go there. People always ask me to like take them on like a tour of Japan. It would be shit if I did. It would be like, all right, we're going to Burger King. We're going to Burger King, yeah. McDonald's in Osaka. <laughs> <laughs> but we got a story this week from Thodgy. Thodgy. <laughs> a Thodgy. YouTube comment. Yeah. Because we are now on YouTube. Yes. And you can comment and send us your questions there as well. And things. it begins. Hello, cleansed Chris and pristine Pete. When I was younger... Cleansed Chris. I cleansed Chris. Oh, my God. <laughs> when I was younger, I went to Japan on a six-week school exchange, and I was staying in a homestay in Kyoto, not far from the train station. I hope you had the Burger King vegan burger. Uh, I was... <laughs> I was... Uh, at the time, I was really into running, as I'm sure you are too. Uh, yeah. And uh, I thought that it would be a good idea to run up to Nijo Castle and then on to the Imperial Palace to check them out. Uh, it uh, should have taken me about 80 minutes, but on my way back, I got a bit lost. And this was before smartphones, and I had no map with me, mm. so I asked an old man directions on how to get back to the train stations, and I knew how to get home from there. He sent me in the opposite bloody direction, and I ended up running for over two hours. <laughs> when I finally got home, and I told my host family, who didn't seem that worried that I was gone for so long, uh, they said Japanese old men are notorious for playing pranks. So it turned out I just got punked. <laughs> I just got punked by an old man. That's brilliant. Uh, have you had any similar situations where you've been pranked by the elderly? Uh, also, on that run, I saw a guy on a motorbike get T-boned at an intersection. Oh, Fantastic. Wow. The other car just drove off and everyone just looked at him while he wheeled his bike to the side of the road. All the best, Thodgy, from YouTube. Well, there Thodgy. you go. I... But it's all very sinister, this old man sending you in the wrong direction so you can witness a crime. Mm. It feels almost organised, as though God willed it. But it's, it's sort what of like, it's sort of mixing in my um, story of when I was in um, Seoul one night, uh, just wandering around, uh, an old man, presumably high after a, a, a prank or two, um, he, he, he ran me over with a scooter. And then uh, I, I didn't press charges. It was pre- practically a hit and run. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, they, they are <laughs> naughtier, the old men, aren't they? They are kind of... There's, there's, a, there's a man in Golden Guy who's an old man who um, just goes there's from bar to bar. There's a man in Golden Guy, old man in Golden Guy, who just goes from bar to bar with a acoustic guitar and plays... The Beatles at you. Um, he only knows two oh. songs. Um, people oh. seem to just oh. get like let him get on with it, but he just. Which um, songs are they? I can't. I think it might be "She Loves You." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is you know excruciating. <laughs> oh. He's not that good at it. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he he, he gets a rain on he, his parade. And he, and he <laughs> He's not that good at the two songs he, he can do. And he bashes out some <laughs> Beatles. He's nice enough, but I I, I just think um, people put up with old men being naughty. <laughs> All the time. If Shit. I walk from bar to bar with a guitar, they'd be like, get the hell out. Get that man out of here. I'm taking notes when I'm 70. I just kick someone down the stairs yeah. for fun. Oh, it's I a mean, prank, though, isn't it? I'm but, old. like, hey. 50, <laughs> you're in, 50 you, you should be in prison. By the time you get to 70, <laughs> naughty old man's been naughty, isn't it? <laughs> now, especially in Japan, like, the elderly are sort of treated like kids here. Yeah. It's really weird. I don't get it. They can get away with anything, and paradoxically, even though they can be a bit bratty at times, mm. they also have the, the sort of high level of power because right. they're the, 
you know, the elderly, right? The mm. the senpai, whatever. Mm. So you can get away a lot with a lot being old in Japan. It's the mm. it's probably the best country in the world to be old. That's uh, so you can get away with these terrible, terrible that, things. Apparently, yeah, I think you can also get away with being very rude as well. But that that's elderly people all over the world. Do you remember that uh, video of uh, Miyazaki? The uh, Studio Ghibli guy, he um, destroying his son, destroying his son, what, destroying his son. You've seen that? His no. son makes a film. His son made a film of AI, like I'll... like a like a like a, a body that's like walking around, like using like procedural generation computer um, graphics. No, not this one. I, think, I, I can't remember. I think it was like a normal film, like an animated right. film, maybe. And Hayao Miyazaki goes and watches it, hmm. and then halfway through, he walks out, and the camera follows him as he lights up his cigarette, and he's like, it's shit. And like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, oh. similar, similar vibe. So there's, there's a, there's a, uh, there was a part of Studio Ghibli that was doing, like, research into, like, automated animation, if you know what I mean. Like, they, they right. basically said, they basically got, like, a 3D figure, figurine, poly- polygonal model of a human, um, gave it no information about how to get from one oh, side I saw of the that. room yeah, to the yeah. other, yeah. And it just sort of flops yeah. around, and it looks like a zombie because it doesn't like the zombie doesn't understand how to operate a body because uh, the brain's dead or whatever. But like, yeah, the, 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 it sort of flops from one side of the room to the other just by like firing off random uh, muscles. And they sort of said, look, this would be quite good for the future. Um, that um, you know, we could have this animation where it you know it, it, it simulates um, what a zombie would move like, and, and we could use it for an animation in the future. And uh, and Miyazaki, very much like he, he reacted to his son's uh, uh, bit of art, uh, just went, "I know this is disgusting. This is an affront to God. I hate this. I hate everything about this. I think you've wasted your time. You're a nightmare person. Like all of this stuff. Like he just bursts out. But it was just this beautiful sweet. I know." You're a C-word. <laughs> <laughs> Miyazaki's a ruthless man. He is. He's a ruthless he's a man, cheeky old man. Well, you can get away with it. He's old and he's done some pretty damn cool things. Mm. But we've got a story this week about nothing related to what we've discussed. It is about well. cars, of all things. Japan is the either the first or second biggest exporter of cars on the planet. Mm. Am I right, Pete? Fact check me. Well. It's either Japan, Germany, or America. I know Japan's one of the big three. Well, um, in 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 my life, um, I've uh, I'm in, importing a car from Japan, so uh, it's are. got it's yeah. got a hundred percent record in my eyes. To be quite frank, I uh, I actually got um, a video of the car running uh, uh, a couple of days ago. I think I said it over, Chris, and uh, the the warning lights have gone off the dashboard uh, because there was a battery failure. So they replaced the battery, and they're going to stick it on a boat. Um, so I'm a little bit more relaxed about the situation. Anyway, moving on to um, the Tokyo Mobility Show, which sounds yeah. more sounds less interesting than it is. If you know what I mean, it sounds very much like you'd be looking at like mobility scooters and you know cranes to lift um, uh, people who have limited uh, movements around their house but it's not it's uh, it's a mobility show and it's, it's basically a car show that focuses heavily on battery powered electric vehicles um, pretty much every booth Indeed. is basically they've just basically driven up with their their flagship uh, electric vehicle and um so yeah the Tokyo Auto Show is very much um uh, in in full swing very soon and uh, Toyota and and the big ones uh, Nissan uh, are among the among the manufacturers showing new electric vehicle concepts, and it's all basically sort of saying, "Look, Tesla may have a foothold in America, but the Japanese are coming." Even though EVs make up less than five percent of the auto market, uh, and 
And so, like, they are... So, so the Japanese... I think this is a real push for not only, like, getting their models around the world, but the, the Japanese have been quite um, uh, restricted... Uh, not restricted, but, like, quite reluctant to buy new electric vehicles uh, because they have strong kind of Japanese brand loyalty. They love their Toyotas, they love their mm. Nissans, they love the Japanese brands. Um, and so a lot of the electric vehicles have come from Ford, they've come from Tesla, obviously um, foreign companies. <coughs> so um, so they uh, so basically um, they're, they're hoping that this new influx of like Toyota and Nissan um, electric vehicle models uh, is going to uh, increase the interest in Japan. I mean, it's, be- it's very much like Japan used to be at the forefront of like of, of car technology, but by mm. taking a sort of step back on the whole um, kind of um, yes. uh, EV market, they've kind of lost a bit of a foothold, sort of thing. So, um, yeah. so th- this could be but, a big chance for Japanese manufacturers to get back in there. Absolutely, uh, Toyota kind of famously were kind of very reluctant to go full EV, even though they had like the Prius, which is a hybrid. Mm. Did very a lot, well. A lot of the taxis, a uh, lot, lot of the uh, like mm. after the. Uh, 1999, I think, all cars, all Crowns, Toyota Crowns, the big taxis out there, they were hybrids. So most of those are hybrids. Um, but obviously, right, right, right. Um, it's a lot cheaper to replace that battery if it... Uh, if and it hybrids, was. I've got a hybrid car. I've got the, mm. the Honda Fit, and it's extremely economical and reliable. Mm. And, you know, so I think Japan's a bit reluctant. When something works, they have a bit of a, if it ain't break, if it ain't, it's not broken, don't fix it mentality, mm. right? You mm. know, don't... Uh, so they held off, and Toyota was like, well, the future is hydrogen, we're going to have hydrogen cars. Mm. And that still hasn't really gone anywhere. I right. think they're still pursuing it a bit, but meanwhile, EV cars are taking over the world, selling incredibly well, Tesla's mm. doing well, Chinese companies are doing well. And in fact, just this year, China overtook Japan as the world's largest car exporter, actually. Right. that makes um, sense. Well, they, they claim to have done that. I think uh, I looked up the figures, official figures in May this year, China exported 1 million vehicles uh, in the first three months of the year, while Japan exported a, a mere 950,000. So <laughs> Japan's still doing pretty damn well. But isn't there, uh, a, isn't there a big kind of like... Um, isn't there a thing that like you can't import a car... Obviously, you have dealers, Toyota dealers in America and stuff, but isn't there a thing where you can't buy a car in Japan and export it to America until it's 25 years old or 20 years old? Because I think that was... I think that that was part yeah. of the deal, really. I think you have to, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't put one of those things on the road. If that makes sense, I think that's the case. I think that might be bollocks. Where have you heard <laughs> that from? I think that's because it. because I'm trying to import a Toyota Century, they're only starting to become interesting to collectors in America because um, right, obviously right, right. because obviously because of their age, um, they're only able to import like 1999 previous models, which was a which is Generation 1, I think, or 97. So they can't export the cars from Japan, but they can build those cars in America. I think they can sell, sell them officially. Whatever, right? They can sell A dealer in America can sell a Toyota, but I think you can't buy a Toyota in Japan and import it. Um, oh. Whereas you can do that in, in, in the UK. you just got to pay the tax on it. I'm fairly certain if it's under 20, 25 years old. I'm sure somebody in the YouTube comments could let it's me know. It's possible, because I know America got very scared about Japan exporting cars and taking over the market back in like the eighties. Oh, it was like I mean, if they're scared of China now, they were double scared of Japan in the eighties, weren't they? <laughs> double scared, <laughs> double scared. The story of Japan in the eighties by Pete Donaldson. The fear. It's true though; they were scared and they did mm. a lot of things. The uh, Plaza Accords to help kind of reshape Japan's currency. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I, I think this is a good. Th- I'm, it's good that Japan's finally 
cottoned on to the fact that people don't really want hydrogen cars. You want EVs. Mm. Like, uh, I was over in Norway back in August, and every other car was an EV that I saw. Mm. I think Norway's got the most, sort of the highest adoption of EV cars for a country. I, it was a ridiculous statistic. I can't remember what it is, but it was very high. And when like, I was in so Hong like Kong a few years ago. Is that like tax breaks? Yeah, yeah. Right. It was quite heavily subsidised. Mm. Um, and, and Hong Kong, when I was there, I have never seen so many Teslas. They were everywhere, absolutely everywhere. So, yeah, I think it's good that Japan is going to get kind of step up to the mark on this because they run the risk of losing to competitors in China like they already are in so many other ways, you know. It's it's a real shame. I, just Japan's electronic market, when you compare it to how innovative it was in the 70s, 80s, 90s, it really is kind of depressing. Well, well especially because like, like you you, you um, look at the build quality of the products coming out of Japan and they're always... I mean, I think 99 times out of 100, they are always... like. Whereas, like, back in, like, the 80s, and maybe there was that kind of jingoistic kind of political kind of idea, guitars, um, cars, um, they were criticised for being quite poor build quality, but they've improved so much, and, and they, they just do everything properly. Um, you, you go and build, you go and get yourself a Tesla in, in America, and apparently, like, you can get, like... You can measure the gaps between the doors, the the kind of um, the 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 hoods Jesus. and stuff like that, and they're all different sizes. The the fit and finish is just not not up there with, uh, with with what you get out of Japan, what you even get out of China, to be honest, these days. So it's 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 a real um, it's a real opportunity, I think, for Japan to, to give quality cheap um, electric vehicles that, are, uh, that look good as well. So yeah, that's what I would Absolutely. be doing if I was head of Toyota, guys. Come on. <laughs> well, it's not a complete lost cause. You know, Sony are still pumping out amazing tech and mm. cameras. Like, all the cameras that I use are Sony, and I think most most YouTubers are sort of switched to Sony. Oh, right, yeah. from Canon, another, another Japanese I'm using, company. I'm using a Sony now. Good Classic. Man, good man. Part of the Classic crew, Sony, the yeah. Sony have nailed it. And mm. um, But, you know, Chinese companies are edging towards threatening sort of Sony even, like DJI yeah. are releasing some fantastic cameras like the Osmo, the Osmo Pocket, they've got the Those the, the drones, drone guys, they, they started as drone guys, didn't they? Right. That's them, yeah, and they, they've yeah. released some other cameras. So I reckon DJI could start to infringe on Sony. This The, the camera they just released, the DJI Pocket 3, which I bought, because it's like a little, it's like a tiny camera like that, it's got a gimbal, it's very convenient for filming, mm. like gimbal footage. Um, the footage of, on that is better than like a lot of good little Sony cameras, so I think mm. that could eat into Sony's camera sales. So nice. I think even Sony have to be careful. To be honest, like it's crazy that Toshiba isn't really a thing anymore. I think Toshiba went private this year, didn't they? After losing out, and you know, a lot of companies growing up. Like, I think my first camcorder was JVC. I'm mm. not sure. I think I think Toshiba. I don't even think they exist anymore. You know? Toshiba. I think Toshiba make, still make and televisions, Shaw. but I think they're they're kind of um, they're franchised. I think they they've still got the name. Um, in, certainly in the UK, and it's just a different manufacturer who take the Toshiba name. They're still they're still good tellies, to, mm. to be fair, because we've we've used it. We've used a couple in the studio, but they're um and they're pretty cheap as well. So um so I'm I'm a fan of UK's uh, Toshiba's franchise. <laughs> <laughs> naturally, Pink, naturally. Yeah. But yeah, and Sharp, you know, remember Sharp? Sharp was a yeah. big deal. They got bought big by Man United vibes. Foxconn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's sad, really. I like to go back in time and sort of. Theorize what Japan would look the like bosses now. of Toshiba. <laughs> if if Toshiba <laughs> and run in, run in with JVC a ream of paper and, and crazy <laughs> eyes and some and a pencil behind your ear, guys, guys, you're not going to believe what happens in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're on top of the world it's now? 
I think like I think one main reason Japan fucked up was the, these companies did not invest in software. Mm. And of course that's the smartphone market the iPhone came along demolished everyone. Right. Um, until the mid 2000s Japan had some of the most advanced handsets in the world, right? Japanese mm. smartphones they had uh, Galapagos syndrome, right? We had these like hyper advanced phones that were well ahead of everything we had. They got TVs mm. on their phones in like the early 2000s and the first camera phone. But then you know, once uh, the iPhone came along and touchscreen phones took over, it the sort of hardware side of things became worthless and mm. a commodity, effectively. Right. Um, so I think Apple is a, is a big reason for the downfall of Japanese companies, but Japanese companies for not investing in software and always being at the forefront of hardware, but not throwing as much effort onto the IT side of things. Mm. So, unfortunate. But Japan's still doing, still doing well. It's not the end of the world. They'll but. be all right. I'd like, I'd like to go back and theorise what it would have been like if they'd managed to maintain their innovation and sort of where they had been in the 80s and the early 90s. If they could keep that up, where would Japan be now? Interesting thought. We'll be back in just a moment, guys. We have the stories, comments and questions in the fax machine. Just in a moment. In the fax machine. We're not going physically inside the fax machine. That would be death. I'm going to pop myself that. right in there. <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ah. Wow. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson? Just a little cough there. Um, dear Crispy Chicken Chris and Popcorn Chicken Pete, Lily here from Glasgow. Me and my friend Andrew are going to Japan in early March, and I have two questions. We'll be going to onsens, and seeing as I'm a woman and my friend is a guy, we're likely be se- to be separated by gender and have onsen time alone. This is absolutely fine, but how do people usually coordinate the time they should bathe for and meet up with their friends again afterwards? 
Is this the most specific question we've ever had on the fax machine? I think it might be. Is there a clock inside the onsen area? Or should we just take our time, enjoy the onsen, and message each other later? And he says massage each other later uh, to see where each other is. Is this not usually an issue because people would go with their group of guy or gal pals? I need to know. Love the podcast big on YouTube. It's even better than Family Mart fried chicken. Well, we're not sure we uh, entertain that thought. Uh, All the best. Lily, uh, I want to say a big hello to my two cats, Evie and Carby. Um, Chris, what, any, it's clear, it's, any ideas? You should uh, you should judge it by how like wrinkled your skin is, like right, tree bark. Okay, yeah, 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 at, yeah, fair, yeah, See yeah, how your yeah. skin looks after like, mm. half an hour, and that'll that'll let you know. Maybe I when you're done, weird... just, I, I mean, presumably they, these like the I mean the men and the women are usually separated by just a wall. Um, yeah, yeah, true. You can often hear both sides. Yeah, so if you just if you just scream when you're finished, I'm finished, <laughs> and then you just meet outside. <laughs> I think we should do that. I, I mm. to be fair, I had this problem weirdly with Charlotte the other day. We went to an onsen. It was me. Mm. It was separate, mm. and I think to my to my glee, there was a clock. So sometimes right. there's a clock. Bit hit and miss though. Right. So just just guesstimate. Just it. look, look at, at the. Just if a man is standing up out of the water, just judge like a, a sundial oh, no. at the, <laughs> the shadow of his penis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there we go. Oh dear, we've got a story oh from Desiree. He says, hello, Peanut Pete and Chestnut Chris. My name's Desiree. I'm from Massachusetts. I have a random question related to Japanese names and the cultural difference in calling individuals by their last name. In your time as a teacher, or really any time that you have been in a professional setting with a large group of people, what would happen if there were multiple people with the exact same name, um, or with the same like last name? Mm. I know people are referred to by the last names in Japan, but what happens when individuals with the exact same last name... Uh, why is the same question here twice? This, this So this happened when I was a teacher, actually. Uh, it's in the book. Check out the Abroad Japan book. I right. had this exact same situation. I On my first day, I met a woman who was the my like supervisor. And her name was Saito, or Sato. Right. Saito. And then I met the, the vice principal of the school, and he was also called Saito. And when I asked him, well, what's your name? He's like, oh, Saito-san. Saito-sensei. I was like, oh, married couple. And he was like, uh, no. It was kind of awkward. Ah, um, they'd, they'd probably he was had like, it before. <laughs> well, uh, but he was like, oh, everybody is just called Saito. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. And it turned out like a third of the school teachers were literally just called Saito or Amazing. Sato. So there you go. <laughs> but there, there's no way. It just right. gets awkward. You'd have yeah. to elaborate and be like, the vice principal Sato or use their position um, in the company kind mm. of awkwardly. Ug- ugly Sato. Ugly Sato, Ugly Sato. beautiful Sato. <laughs> angry Sato. <laughs> Ugly, Ugly Sato's now Angry Sato. It's weird, that, isn't it? <laughs> angry Sato. Angry Sato. The, the successor to Angry Birds. Yeah. <laughs> angry Sato. We've got one last question from Claire. He says, hello, Cuckoo Chris and Puffin Pete. I'm a massive fan. I listened avidly for many years. I've been to Japan a few times from Australia. Uh, but my partner has never been before. And we're thinking of going next year. So how do you deal with taking new people to places you've already visited a bunch of times? Do you find that those spots change enough each time that you do go? Uh, or do you sod the other person and pick new places for yourself and miss out on the iconic spots? All the best, Claire. I would just miss out all the iconic spots and just have a good holiday for yourself, Claire. Be selfish. Be selfish. Yeah, I Isn't mean... It? It? I, what did you do? I mean, you've had this conundrum yourself, Pete. You've been here a thousand times, then you brought your partner over two months ago and um, well, it, it turns out all the places I'd been and loved um, she didn't necessarily uh, want to go or love because <laughs> uh, you know I yeah, like you just like a ship 
couple of bars in Shibuya. Uh, correct. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Guilty. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, but um, uh, yeah, I like. I like noise. I like p- people bibbing their own. I like smoke. I like the grit. I like the grime of a city. Uh, and Sarah didn't really like any of that, so we had to find um, some rather relaxing places. So I got to experience Japan, uh, a, a weird part of Japan that I'd never experienced. But then also like. Kyoto was a bit of an eye-opener for me because I've only ever sort of arrived... I've not seen a lot of the stuff, you know, the usual eat a cucumber on that big hill uh, <laughs> on that street where everybody's clumping around in clogs um, and, um, and and stuff like that. So I'd not I'd not done half the stuff that I should have done, so it's quite nice to sort of tick a few boxes. Um, as long as you've not been like 50 million times, get yourself... Get yourself a coolish, hang back, let them won- enjoy the wonder of going to wherever you're supposed to be going. Great stuff. Very good. There very, go. very jealousy. Jealousy? Jealous. Jealous. It's eight o'clock in the morning. Sharp. <laughs> jealousy. I'm very Fair jealousy. Fair play to you for up eight. I would never go up eight o'clock in the morning. I got up at seven, Chris. I'm an early, I'm an early oh boy these days. Jesus. I'm a grown-up. I've never... I haven't got up before eight in... As long as I can remember. On a, working day, like on a working day, it's six thirty. Get the dog up. Oh go go for a little dog dog walk with Sammy. Sammy Amiobi, the dog, um, and then uh, and then I'm off to work. Well, I usually end up going to bed like a couple of hours before you wake up. Then like <laughs> I know I can recently. tell from your text; it's amazing. Terrible I'm habits. Like, I'm like Chris. Even with the time difference, this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> I am a moron. But that being said, keep the stories, questions, comments coming into Abroad Japan Podcast at gmail.com or comment on the YouTube video. Either oh. Will you pass the test of writing the cumbersome long email or will you just write a comment? You decide. But for now, guys, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days and we'll see you right back here to do all over again on the Abroad Japan Podcast. Bye for now. in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.